Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, December 23rd, 2019. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. And if you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, this is the perfect place to be. Beantown USA on 132 Granite Ave in Dorchester. There's plenty of parking out back. So, looking for a last-minute gift? Come on by. Beantown, USA, 132 Granite Ave in Dorchester on today's show. I will react to Week 16 in the NFL, which will, of course, include my thoughts on the Patriots' win over the Buffalo Bills, and I will take a look at the current NFL playoff picture entering the final week of the regular season, which will be this coming weekend, Week 17. And I will close out the show with an early edition, speaking of Week 17, an early edition of Picks Picks. Today, on this show, to close out the show, for Week 17, Picks Picks for Week 17. This will be the only show for me this week with Christmas on Wednesday, so I will give my picks at the end of this show. I know it's early to give my picks, but um, I'm not going to be here the rest of the week. So I got to do it today. All of it today. Presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P. I see, and you can play for free this Sunday in the $1 million play action contest for Week 17 in the NFL. $1 million in total prizes with $100,000 going to first place. You can win $100,000 this Sunday. Didn't get what you want on Christmas? Well, after Christmas, this Sunday, you can win $100,000, and all you got to do is play for free when you use my promo code Sign Up and make your first deposit with my promo code PICK, P-I-C, promo code PICK, P-I-C, to play for free and maybe win $100,000. Not a bad deal. Not a bad Christmas gift for yourself if you didn't get everything you wanted. So welcome to the show, the only show of the week. Like I said in the intro, I will be back next Monday. Also, I will be putting out a best of 2019 episode. So get ready for that. That'll come out sometime next week. Uh, before the new year as we close out 2019 next week. So two more shows and then the third, I guess the last show will be the best of episode. So three more shows that we'll be dropping here. So make sure you stay subscribed and uh, then hopefully um, 2020 we'll be talking about a Patriots Super Bowl run. Another Patriots Super Bowl run. We shall see, but you got to finish the regular season first and actually before we get in to week 16 and what happened in week 16 and react to week 16 I do want to say um congratulations to Dobby Lonigan for winning Christmas Bowl 2 which was this past Saturday up at Salty Bowl the South Boston Bowling Alley on Broadway it was the second annual video game tournament that I've run that benefits Boston Children's Hospital. We raised a couple thousand dollars for Boston Children's Hospital and more specifically the Ryan Seacrest Studio and Entertainment Center inside the hospital for the kids. And uh, so it's for a great cause. Thank you to everybody who showed up. Thank you for everybody who played in the tournament. Thank you to everybody who donated raffle prizes or who made other significant contributions and donations. Um, thank you to everybody who... who took part in this and helped me run this tournament. Uh, it was a great day, and it was an even better day for Dobby Lonigan, South Boston's Dobby Lonigan for winning Christmas Bowl 2, and Dobby steamrolled the competition 
I think it's fair, it's fair to say he steamrolled the competition. He did not lose a single game. It was a two-game elimination tournament. When you get to the finals, you got to beat. Uh, you had to beat Dobby. I think the the other finalist was Wade Saucier, and Wade had to beat Dobby twice, and he couldn't do it. He lost him in the first game. Dobby Lonigan, the Christmas Bowl two world champion. And uh, special thanks, like I said, to all those who attended, all those who played, all those who donated and made contributions. And I hope to see you all again at Christmas Bowl 3 next year. And I believe we'll have it up Celty Bowl once again. A special thanks to John Tunney and everybody at Celty Bowl for hosting this event, the second annual Christmas Bowl. It was a great day. And I hope to keep this thing rolling and I hope to keep it building. Hopefully you will help me keep building this tournament into something special. So uh, thanks to everybody who helped me out with that. I also got to give a special shout-out to Pro-Am Belts, the championship belt that we gave the champion of Christmas Bowl 2, Dobby Lonigan. We gave him a customized championship title that I've shown you on my YouTube channel. I showed you on social media. And you can see the pictures of it if you go on social media right now, at Danny Picard on Twitter. Um, Pro-Am Belts. They didn't have to do this. They did. They donated this customized championship belt. I sent them the logos. They put it together. It was an awesome, just an awesome thing for someone to win. I mean, if you're running a tournament or a fundraiser or really just anything, if you if anything that has a winner, that has a champion, and you want to give them a, a customized belt, you need to go get that belt. You need to get that belt done and made and customized at Pro-Am Belts. Go to ProAmBelts.com. That's ProAmBelts.com. And they will customize your championship belt for you. Uh, it, it's, I've seen a lot of customized championship belts. I have never seen one that's as good, as solid, and as professionally done as the one we had for Christmas Bowl 2. So special thanks to ProAm Belts. And if you need a championship title for any event that you're running, I highly recommend that ProAm Belts is the place you should go. And uh, not should. I mean, and not just recommend, like, I'm. T- this is a must. You have to go to them, right? You have to go to them. I've seen a lot of customized belts, none as good as the one Pro-Am Belts made for us. So ProAmBelts.com, make sure you check them out. Let's get into Week 16, shall we? Patriots-Bills was on Saturday during Christmas Bowl 2. So I DVR'd the game. I got a chance to basically watch some of it live and all of it after the fact. On Saturday night, when I went home, sat down, put the DVR, hit play, and watched the game start to finish. And I, I, I see a lot of people, and before I got to watch the game, and I knew what happened. I saw a lot of the big plays on TV, up the bowling alley, during the tournament. But when you're running an event, and you're trying to pay attention to... Look, we were watching video games, too. You know, like, like that's part of the... But what are you going to do when you're running this tournament? you got to pay attention to what's going on in the tournament, maybe more than the Patriots game. I did see a lot of the big plays, though. And I did go on social media to see what maybe people were saying about it. And I, 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 even though I did pump up the Buffalo Bills last week and say this is not going to be an easy game for the Patriots, I, well, I thought it would be a tough game, and I stayed away from the six and a half points with the spread. Patriots win the game 24-17. They cover the six and a half points, mainly because they got the two-point conversion after the final touchdown, after the Rex Burkhead touchdown. And if they didn't get that, they wouldn't have covered. But they get the two-point conversion. 
They make it a seven-point game. They cover a six-and-a-half-point spread. But I told you last week, I was staying away from that because I thought it would be close. I thought Buffalo was a dangerous team. I was giving Buffalo a lot of credit going into this game. But just because I was giving them a lot of credit, I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit here today and tell you that, like, everything is great with the New England Patriots. Um, I, I'm, kind of, I'm sensing that. I'm sensing that this win over the Bills has a lot of people going, hey, the Patriots are back. Now, I've been telling this since day one. The Patriots haven't really gone anywhere. They still exist, so do not rule them out. Like, do not count the Patriots out. That would be wrong, and I'm not counting the Patriots out. But what I'm not doing at the same time is I'm not giving them a Lombardi trophy today. They beat a good Buffalo Bills team. They used some defense on that Bills final drive in which the Bills had first and goal inside the 10-yard line, and they prevented Buffalo from scoring a touchdown, and they put on that defensive stand, and they win the game 24-17. It's a big win at home. They clinched the division with the win, and it's the Patriots' 11th straight division title. But they should win this division. They should get those T-shirts and hats this season. But there's still more to be clinched. The Patriots will play their Week 17 game at home against Miami this Sunday at 1 o'clock. They should beat the Dolphins. They will beat the Dolphins. They beat the Dolphins 43-0 in Week 2 in Miami. They have to beat the Dolphins because they have to assume that Kansas City is going to beat the Chargers. Both of these games are at 1 o'clock. And if Kansas City beats the Chargers and the Patriots somehow lose to Miami... Kansas City gets the two seed, the Patriots get knocked down to the three seed, and the Patriots, yeah, well, it's nice they clinch the division. They do not get a first-round bye if they lose to Miami and Kansas City beats the Chargers. So if you're the Patriots, you got to still win one more. you got to still win one more. Do I think they'll win one more? Of course I do. But they still got to win one more. Uh, those are just facts. They beat the Bills, but I still have questions. I still have questions with the offense. Tom Brady stepped up his game. He was much better than he was against Cincinnati the week before. Um, There still were some mistakes that cannot be made. Rex Burkhead cannot fumble early in a game like that. It just in, a play, in the playoffs, you, it, if that's a playoff game, you can't fumble. You can't lose that ball. Sorry, you can't do it. Can't happen. That could be the type of play that could cost them the season. You got to hold on to that football. I don't care if a guy's coming from behind you or not. You got to know that. You got to sense that. You got to hold on to that football. Rex Burkhead made up for it, bouncing off a tackle. A big bounce off there at the end of the game, at the goal line, and to sweep in on the right side and get the touchdown, which turned out to be the game winner. So he made up for it. But, you know, I do think if they're playing another team and they lose that fumble, another team might might turn that into six points instead of just a field goal what Buffalo turned into. It, uh, that that's a that's a tough fumble. Um, yeah, you know, I'd still like to see the Patriots go to Nikhil Harry a little bit more. I still would. Uh, defensively, they let up some plays in this game. I mean, the Patriots trailed this game 17-16 in the fourth quarter at home. Credit though to Josh Allen. Like I have to credit the kid. He made some big throws. He made big throws. He made some big throws under serious pressure. And I don't think he got lucky. I do think he was putting the ball in spots he was trying to put him in. Josh Allen made some big boy throws in this game. And he made some big boy runs. And, you know, he had that, was it fourth and one? You know, he fakes the leap over the pile and goes to his left and dives against the first down. Josh Allen had a nice game for himself. 
And I mean, I think if you're a Bills fan, yeah, you love your defense. Of course, how can you not? You got a great defense. You got a top three defense in the NFL this year. But I do think that Josh Allen, in that game against the Patriots, against the best defense in the NFL, he made some plays that should have you going if you're a Bills fan. Wow. You know, this offseason, why don't you go out and get a try to target a wide receiver? Or an, an elite tight end. or some, You know what I mean? Like, like, I think if you're a Bills fan, you should feel really good about your team. If you're a Patriots fan, which I am, do I feel good about the Patriots? Well, I've never felt bad about the Patriots. So let, maybe I should have prefaced all this talk when I say I'm not handing the Patriots the Lombardi Trophy after a win over the Bills in Week 16. It was a hard-fought win. You know, they overcame some mistakes. Brady played better than he did against Cincinnati. Uh, dude, Edelman had kind of a wild game, huh? He had a wild day. <laughs> Julian Edelman had a wild day. Sony Michelle, 96 rush yards. Defense made the big stop late. You know, you had pieces that make it look like it's all coming together, and because it looks like maybe it's all coming together, or because it looked a whole lot better than it did against the Bengals, and because the Bills are a really good team and a playoff team, I do sense that a lot of people are like, oh, the Patriots are back. Now, I should have prefaced this by telling you I don't feel that way because I never thought the Patriots were gone. I always, I've been telling you all season long, the Patriots still exist. Everybody's handing all these other teams, all, you know, throwing them the bouquets, you know, handing Lamar Jackson all these awards and the, the, the Ravens, all this, all this praise, you know, tossing the bouquets around. I just have been trying to remind people that the Patriots still exist. So under that mindset, when I see a win like this against Buffalo, I look at it and go, well, I I expect the Patriots to win this game at home against Buffalo. Would it be easy? No. And obviously I was right. It wasn't easy. They made some improvements. They're still making some improvements, but they're not there yet. They are not functioning offensively the way that they're going to need to function offensively, I think, against a team like Baltimore on the road in Baltimore, right? And maybe even at home against Kansas City in the divisional round. The Patriots offense is not functioning the way they're going to need to function to beat teams like Kansas City and Baltimore. And that's really what it's about moving forward. I get it. You got Miami Week 17. I think we all expect the Patriots to beat Miami. It's a big game because you got to beat them. If you don't beat them, then you're playing in the in the wild card round. And you're going on the road in the divisional round against a team that just had a bye. You don't want you, you don't want that. You got to beat Miami. You got to beat Miami, and they will beat Miami. But you have to look at this game against Buffalo, see the improvements the Patriots have made, and ask yourself, did, did the Patriots make, did they show you the necessary improvements to beat Kansas City and Baltimore? I'm not, con- I don't know how you could be convinced by that. Now, if they had to play Kansas City right now, would I pick the Chiefs to win the game? If it's at Gillette, I probably wouldn't. I believe in the Patriots' defense that much that, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving credit to Josh Allen enough where it's like he made some big throws, he made some big plays on the money with some serious pressure in his face. I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable sitting here telling you that I feel comfortable about the Patriots in the playoffs against teams like Kansas City and Baltimore based on what I saw against the Bills.
It's a nice win for the Patriots. You get the division. You get the T-shirts and hats. You're one win away from clinching the two-seed and clinching a first-round bye and hosting a divisional playoff game at home, which is probably going to be the three-seed Kansas City Chiefs because if the Chiefs win their game against the six-seed in the first round in Kansas City, they will automatically come to Gillette Stadium. That is a real thing. That is going to happen. I don't see the Chiefs losing to the Chargers in Week 17. If they do, then that opens some things up. That opens things up for a team like Houston. You know, you're, Houston could could slide up into the into the three seed. Um, and in fact, I do think that's what people should be rooting for. Like we, the Patriots fans, people here in New England. Everyone here in New England should be rooting for the Chargers to beat the Chiefs in Week 17 and for Houston to then beat Tennessee. Because at that point, if that happens, Houston and Kansas City will finish the season with the same record, 11-5, and and Houston has the head-to-head tiebreaker. They beat Kansas City this season. Houston will jump up into the three-seed. Which means if Houston beats the six seed in the first round, they'll come to Gillette and Kansas City would go to Baltimore if Kansas City won their game. And if there's a team right now that I think, if we're playing this out in our head, like who could go into Baltimore and give the Ravens in the divisional round a run for their money? Now, if the Ravens and Patriots are going to play in the playoffs, it's not going to be until conference championship weekend. It's not going to be until the AFC championship. But if there's a team in the AFC that has it that, that is the best chance in the divisional round to go into Baltimore and give the Ravens a run for their money, it would be the team that's already beat them this year. That's Kansas City. Kansas City's defense has improved a whole heck of a lot since that early game against Baltimore, that early win they had against the Ravens. They just had Suggs. You saw Suggs. Hey, he was running around. You know, he seemed to have fresh legs on Sunday Night Football and Kansas City's win over Chicago. So here's what I think you root for, because you you should want Baltimore to lose the divisional round game, which if the Patriots can win their divisional round game, if the Patriots get a bye, win their divisional round game, they could still get the AFC Championship at home, but Baltimore would have to lose their divisional round game. So you need to root for things to put a team in position to upset Baltimore in the divisional round. Who's the best team to do that? It would be Kansas City. How does that happen? Kansas City needs to lose to the Chargers. Houston needs to beat the Titans. And then I think I think you're in business for a potential Chiefs-Patriots AFC Championship game at Gillette. It's possible. Uh, it's possible. Now, Baltimore, with their win over Cleveland on Sunday, they clinched the number one seed. The road to the Super Bowl in the AFC is going through Baltimore. Um, Unless a team goes in there in the divisional round and upsets the Ravens. Like I just told you, the best team to do that is Kansas City. Is that still possible that they could be the team to go into Baltimore? Yeah, but they need to be knocked out of the three seed and sent down to the four seed. And the only way for that to happen is if Kansas City loses to the Chargers this Sunday in Week 17 at 1 o'clock, and then at 425, Houston beats Tennessee. And if Kansas City loses at 1 o'clock, Houston is going to be playing that game to beat Tennessee because they could get the three seed. 
You want the three seed more than you want the four seed. And if you're Houston, if you're the three seed and you win your first round game, you go to Gillette. You already beat the Patriots this season. You know, I think I, I, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint the picture for you and play this thing out in my head for you to see that here's the Patriots' best route to the Super Bowl. It's not necessarily, you don't want to go to Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. I know you got to get there first. But if you're looking for things to root for outside of what the Patriots control, which again, the Patriots just can, all they can control is beat Miami. And with the win over Miami in Week 17, they will clinch the two seed. They will clinch a first round bye. Um, you know, outside of what the Patriots can control, if, if you're trying to figure out what you're going to root for in Week 17, knowing that Baltimore's already clinched the one seed, I think you root for the Chargers to beat Kansas City, then Houston to beat Tennessee which would set up a Kansas City-Baltimore divisional round game in Baltimore, and the Chiefs, they have a shot to beat Baltimore in the divisional round. And if they were able to do that, if the Patriots were able to win their divisional game, the Patriots would host the AFC Championship. Now, some people will say Baltimore's not losing in the divisional round. If they play in Kansas City, I don't rule it out. I don't rule it out. You know, crazier things have happened in this league. Crazier things have happened in this league. It looks great for Baltimore right now. Ingram got a little banged up against Cleveland. They're hoping for the best. But you never know. And I'm not trying to root for injury. I hope he's healthy. But I'm just pointing out things that have happened, that could happen, that could affect the way the playoff picture looks going into the playoffs. Um, So, week 16... In a nutshell, it hasn't even ended yet at the time that I'm recording this podcast. Week 16 will end with Minnesota hosting Green Bay on Monday Night Football, and the Packers are a five-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. If the Packers win, they clinch their division. Minnesota has already clinched. In the NFC, the only team that clinched anything this weekend was Minnesota. They clinched a playoff berth, and they haven't even played. They clinched the playoff berth because the Rams lost to the 49ers on Saturday night, and the Rams, because of that, are eliminated. And now we know that Minnesota will get a wild card, at least a wild card spot. Um, Green Bay, though, with one win, they can clinch the division. And uh, Minnesota can't clinch really anything. They, they can help themselves, maybe have a chance to win the division in Week 17 with a win on Monday night over Green Bay. But... Minnesota, you know, they cannot, Minnesota cannot clinch the division on Monday Night Football. But I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time in that game because by the time you listen to this, that game might be over with. But Green Bay is part of my picks, actually. Picks, picks for Week 16. Uh, I have the Packers plus five and a half. I think they should feel disrespected by that. I think they should feel extremely disrespected by being a five and a half point dog. I know they're on the road, but I mean... Green Bay is the team that has a chance to win their division. Green Bay is a team that still has a chance to be the one seed in the NFC. And so, I don't know how you could be a five-and-a-half-point dog um, in this game. I, I think that they should feel disrespected by that. But my picks so far in Week 16, one, two, and one. One win, two losses, and a push. 
That's not good, obviously. I'm hoping for Green Bay to cover. That would make me 2-2-1 two, two, and one. in Week 16. I had San Francisco minus 6.5. They won the game. They did not cover. They beat the Rams. They did not cover the 6.5-point spread, so that's a loss. Uh, my other loss was the Cowboys. I took Dallas minus 2. They lose to Philly. I mean, the Cowboys just continue to shit their pants all season long. And they, they always seem to do it when I pick them. <laughs> so it's not over for the Cowboys just yet. But they no longer control their own destiny. Philadelphia with this win over Dallas, they control their own destiny for that division in the NFC East. But I did take Dallas minus two. And so they lose that game. They obviously don't cover for me. Um, I took the Kansas City Chiefs, a six-point favorite. That was my only win so far of this week. They beat Chicago on Sunday Night Football, and they beat them big. So Kansas City covers for me minus six. And then, as I told you, I have Green Bay plus five and a half. We'll see what happens with that. My lock of the week was Houston minus three over Tampa Bay. Houston won, but they only won by three, so that's a push. So that my lock of the week is my push with Houston minus three. And those are my picks, one, two, and one so far. Still waiting for this Monday night game. But like I said, by the time you listen to the show, uh, the Monday night game might be over. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Uh, with regards to the playoff picture, I told you Baltimore clinched the one seed with they win over Cleveland in the AFC. The Patriots, they could still clinch the two seed with a win over Miami. The only clinch was Minnesota. And the, the only clinch in the NFC was Minnesota. Clinched the playoff berth with the 49ers beating the Rams. And so that, the playoff picture, if the playoffs began today in the AFC, Baltimore and the Patriots would, be, would get the bye. Baltimore would be the one seed. Patriots would be the two seed. They'd get the bye. Kansas City, the three seed. They would host Tennessee in the wild card round. Houston, the fourth seed, would host Buffalo in the wild card round. And the wild card picture in the AFC is interesting because Tennessee right now is a six seed at eight and seven. Pittsburgh's a seventh seed. So they're on the outside looking in. Pittsburgh's on the outside looking in at eight and seven. And Oakland is on the outside looking in at seven and eight. Believe it or not, Oakland can get in. They need to win and they need a lot of things to happen for them. But. They can get in, and that's pretty wild. Um, and I had this scenario for you with Oakland. Adam Schefter tweeted it out earlier. You could go to his Twitter account uh, to find it. Here it is. Here's what Oakland. Here's what Oakland. Here's how Oakland could get in. Again, the sixth seed is not clinched. Tennessee lost to New Orleans, so they're eight and seven. Pittsburgh lost to the Jets, which is a joke. Uh, but they have quarterback issues. Oakland is somehow still alive. Oakland can clinch the sixth seed and get into the playoffs. If they beat the Broncos in Week 17, which they could do, if the Ravens beat the Steelers, which could happen, it all depends on what Baltimore's going to do with their starters. I mean, they've clinched the one seed. They don't need to play any of them. But do you really want to give two weeks off to those guys? I don't know that you want to do that. So you might see those guys play at least the first half. Um, so they could still beat the Steelers. So Raiders need to beat the Broncos. They need Baltimore to beat Pittsburgh. They need Houston to beat Tennessee, which could happen. And they need the Colts to beat the Jaguars because now you're getting into some crazy tiebreakers. Even though Indy and the Jaguars, they're both out. They're both eliminated. We're talking about, like, what, conference records or strength of schedule, strength of victory, or something crazy. To get Oakland in. That's what they need. Raiders need to beat the Broncos. And they need Baltimore 
Houston, and Indy to win. It's possible for Oakland, and that's crazy to me. Do I think that's going to happen? No. You know why? Because I do think there's a good chance that Tennessee is going to beat Houston because I do think there's a good chance Houston is going to rest their guys in the second half because I do think there's a good chance that Kansas City beats the Chargers at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Is that too confusing for you? It might be. It might be, and I'm sorry if it is, but there's a lot going on with the playoff picture, and I'm just trying to break it down the best I can. The best I can, because not everything is clinched just yet. And the NFL, they do a decent job trying to make sure that they get all, any games that will that are sort of connected to another game with regards to a clinching scenario, they try to make sure those two games are at the same time so a team doesn't see another team win and then decide to rest their guys. But they just couldn't avoid that situation with Houston playing at 425 and Kansas City playing at 1. Um I I mean maybe they I don't maybe they could have gone Houston Tennessee at 1. I mean maybe. But then it's like, well, you know, what do you do with you know, Pittsburgh they're playing at 425. And then that game is absolutely meaningless for both of them. And then Oakland, they're playing a 425, and that game would be meaningless. So NFL, I guess, is trying to make some 425 games meaningful. And uh, it, it really, a lot of it comes down to what Kansas City's going to do, believe it or not, against the Chargers. I, and I don't know. I don't know, because I don't know what the Chargers are going to do. You know, the Chargers are down and out. Um... I don't know what the Chargers got. I don't know what their mindset's going to be. That could be a potentially dangerous game for Kansas City. I know that might sound crazy. Because the Chargers are 5-10. and 10. But you never know. Phillip Rivers, is he going to play in this game? Will it be his last game? You know what I mean? Like, there are other factors involved just to keep your eye out on. So, uh, that's something that we will do. And whatever happens... In week 17, I'll be back next Monday to break it all down. Um, and I'm about to give my picks for week 17, which will factor in a lot of these playoff scenarios again. So I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. But when I give my picks, it's got to be said. But those are the uh, playoff clinching scenarios, and it's it could get a little wacky. Uh, all the AFC needs is for the Chargers to beat the Chiefs, and then Week 17 could get a little wacky. Could get a little wacky. Could get a little crazy. Because then all of a sudden you got Houston playing for something. You know Tennessee's playing for a playoff spot. It opens the door for Pittsburgh and Oakland to go guns blazing against Baltimore and Denver, respectively. If the Chargers, if they, if they, if Phillip Rivers going to show up on Sunday and give it one one last you know one last one last game one last big win over an NFC West opponent now I don't know if Philip Rivers is going to retire but it might it might be his last game with the Chargers you know and then you'll get the rumors like will Tom Brady be going to the Chargers or will Tom Brady here's the latest one too is a lot of people talking about Tom Brady and the Dolphins really I had this argument with people like Christmas Bowl 2 over the weekend. Like, you have to play that scenario out in your head. We're like, if Tom Brady 
is going to be a free agent and make visits, and he's going to talk to the Dolphins, and they, they give him an offer. Is Brady not going to go back to the Patriots with that offer? Is he not? You think Brady wouldn't go back to the Patriots with, a, with an offer? You think if the Miami Dolphins said, hey, Tom, you know, we'll give you $30 million a year. We'll give you $35 million a year. You think Brady wouldn't go back to the Patriots and try to get the counter offer? I think he would. I think he would. What do you think Robert Kraft would say? You think Robert Kraft would say, no, nah, go ahead, go play for the Dolphins? I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. And if he does, what are we doing here? Like, what else are you saving your money for? Like, you're only doing this once. Kraft isn't getting any younger. When Brady's gone, I get it. You know, these guys, certain guys, if Belichick might want to prove something, Brady might want to prove something. I tell you what, the best chance for Brady to keep winning is staying here. The best chance for Robert Kraft to keep winning is to keep Brady here. At the end of the day, I do think logic is going to play out between Robert Kraft and Tom Brady. And Belichick might not have any say in it. Believe it or not, because Kraft is the one with the checkbook. And if he's going to rule, if he's going to overrule Belichick on anything, I'm going to tell you it's going to be him overruling Belichick on on Brady's future. At least that's the way I think it's going to play out. But we get we get time. You know what I mean? Like we get we get time to talk about Brady's future. I don't want to be that guy. Um, But, you know, you hear people talk and and rumors that are out there and uh. When the Patriots play the Dolphins in Week 17 this Sunday, you, those rumors are going to come up again. They'll come up. We're going to hear what day this week will we hear it. Thursday, Friday, maybe tomorrow. You know, you're going to be with your families on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Everyone's going to be talking about, oh, where's Brady going? People are going to say, oh, Brady's going to play for the Dolphins. You know, this week he's going to be playing his 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 new team next year. You'll get some, some of your family members are going to tell you that. And, you know, that'll be a major overreaction. People have thrown that out. Eh. It's a negotiation on Brady's end too, by the way. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Do I think Tom Brady's going to play for the Miami Dolphins next year? No, I don't. Because if he does get a contract offer from the Dolphins in the offseason, my expectation is that Tom Brady is going to come back to the Patriots and say, here's what I'm being offered by the Miami Dolphins, the team in your division. Would you care to match this? Do I mean, do we not expect Brady to do that? I expect Brady to do that. And when Robert Kraft is presented with that offer, do we not expect Robert Kraft to do something to prevent Brady from leaving the Patriots and going to play for the Miami Dolphins? You think Kraft's going to go, nah, sorry, can't do anything for you, Tom. Have fun in Miami. No way! Do people really think that's how this thing's going to go down? I I tell you what, I don't. I don't think that's how it's going to go down. I think logic will prevail. I, I believe that. Between Brady and Kraft... And, and and maybe Belichick, but I do think this one's going to come down to Brady, Kraft, money, 
and maybe Brady gets his payday. Something he's, he's owed. He deserves it. Give it to him. Give it to him. And uh, I think they will. I think Kraft will give it to him. And maybe Brady uses the Dolphins along the way. Maybe. Maybe he does. Wouldn't be a bad negotiation strategy, would it? Wouldn't be a bad negotiation strategy at all. And uh, that's just going to be, you know it's going to be a holiday talking point for you and your families. What's Brady's future going to look like as the Patriots head into Week 17 against the Miami Dolphins? And as we head into Week 17 in the NFL, like I said, this is my only show this week. So I got to give you my picks for Week 17. Early? You know, Week 16 isn't even over yet by the time I'm giving these picks. And so, it's dangerous. Week 17 is dangerous anyways with picks. It's a dangerous week. A lot of teams are eliminated. A lot of teams are still playing for something. But some teams don't want to risk injury and might not play their starters. And right now, we don't really know who's going to do that and who's not going to do that. That's still all up in the air. And because I'm making these Week 17 picks. I mean, Week 17 picks against the spread are dangerous anyways. Making them on Monday? Before Monday Night Football? Before Week 16 is even officially over? That's even more dangerous. But you know what? I'm living on the edge, baby. I am living on the edge. So let's do it. Picks, picks for Week 17. Hit the music. Picks, picks for Week 17 presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. Pick number one, I am going with the New England Patriots. A 15.5-point favorite over the Miami Dolphins. This game is Sunday at 1 o'clock at Gillette Stadium. The Patriots, they have to win. They know that because while they clinched the division against Buffalo in Week 16, they've clinched the playoff berth, they clinched the division. They have not yet clinched the number two seed entering Week 17. And all they need to do is win and beat the Dolphins to get that two seed and to get that first round bye, that very important first round bye. You don't just want that first round bye. You need that first round bye, if, especially if you're the Patriots right now. You want that divisional round game in your own building and hope that maybe somebody upsets Baltimore and maybe you get the AFC Championship in your own building. But first things first, get the first round by, get the divisional game at home. To do that, you got to beat the Dolphins because you have to assume Kansas City is going to beat the Chargers. Both of these games are at 1 o'clock. Patriots games at 1 o'clock, Kansas City, that game's at 1 o'clock. If the Patriots lose to the Dolphins and Kansas City beats the Chargers, Kansas City gets the two seed in the first round by and the Patriots fall to the three seed. So the Patriots, no, it's a must-win game. You can't sit around and wait to see what Kansas City's going to do. You're just going to handle your own business because you play at the same time. The Patriots will handle their own business. I expect the Patriots to win this game by 20. They're 12-3. and They've won two straight. The Dolphins are 4-11. and They're coming off a win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Go back to week two. The Patriots beat the Dolphins 43-0. 43-0. That was in Miami. The Dolphins 1-6 on the road this season. The Patriots 6-1 at home. It's a no-brainer. Some people might say week 17 is dangerous, and this is a very high spread. What if the Patriots rest their guys in the second half? I'm telling you, I don't think that's going to happen because they know they got to win because you have to assume Kansas City's going to win too. 
And if Kansas City wins and you lose, you fall down to the three seed. Patriots cannot afford to fall to the three seed. They will have a big day. They will whoop the Dolphins by at least 20. Give me the Patriots to win and to cover this extra large spread. I'm taking New England minus 15 and a half at home over Miami. Then I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. A nine and a half point favorite over the Detroit Lions. This game is Sunday at one o'clock in Detroit. And as I record this, Green Bay still hasn't played their Week 16 game in Minnesota on Monday Night Football. I also took the Green Bay Packers plus five and a half in that game. So we'll see what happens. So you could say, I'm doubling up on Green Bay. In Week 16 and 17, we'll do it all at once. I'm taking Green Bay minus nine and a half in Detroit in Week 17. Win or lose Week 16 on Monday Night Football if you're Green Bay, you will have something to play for in Week 17. You're either playing for the division in Week 17, or you're playing for a potential first-round buy and maybe even the number one seed in the NFC. So Green Bay is going to have something to play for. They're playing a Detroit team that's 3-11-1. Detroit is terrible. They've lost eight straight. They have the worst pass defense statistically in the NFL, allowing 283 pass yards per game. So give me the Packers, a team that has something to play for, against the Lions team that is just down, out, has lost eight straight, nothing to play for. If anything, they're playing for a better draft pick. Can they get that? I think they can if they lose this game. They have no reason to even try, to to even want to try to win this game. But Green Bay will. I'm taking the Packers to win and to win by two touchdowns. Give me Green Bay minus nine and a half as I double up on the Packers in week 16 and here in week 17 as a nine and a half point favorite over the Detroit Lions. Give me Green Bay and that one. Then I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles, a five point favorite over the New York Giants. This game is Sunday at 425 at MetLife. So the Eagles now go on the road, but they control their own destiny. Because they beat the Cowboys in week 16, the Eagles control their own destiny. The Eagles are eight and seven. Right now, it's a win and you're in. If the Eagles beat the Giants, they're in the playoffs. They win the division. They're the fourth seed in the NFC, and they get a home game in the wild card round. That is nuts. Considering it wasn't too long ago, we're all looking at the Eagles going, wow, they're brutal. But you know what? The Cowboys, they continue to shit themselves. They don't deserve to win this division. In reality, neither neither the Eagles or the Cowboys deserve to win this division. But one of them will. And I'm going to go out and tell you that it's going to be Philly. Now, last week I picked Dallas. You could say I'm flip-flopping. Well, the whole division's flip-flopping. So really, it's unpredictable. But if I have to put my money on it, I think the Eagles go into MetLife, and I think they beat the Giants, and I think they beat them good. The Giants were playing Flip Cup in Hoboken this past weekend after a win over Washington. You know, Eli Manning, Daniel Jones, they're out at a bar in Hoboken playing Flip Cup. I don't think they really care anymore. They're 4-11. Uh, their last two wins, the Giants have won two straight, but those last two wins have come against Miami and Washington. Washington last week. So, I don't think the Giants are going to win this game. I think the Eagles have something to play for. The Giants don't. It's about time somebody in this NFC East steps up and takes it. The Eagles can do that with a win at MetLife, and they will. They'll win by a TD. Give me Philly, minus five over the Giants Sunday at MetLife. Then I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers, a three-point favorite over the Seattle Seahawks. This game is on Sunday Night Football. It got flexed into Sunday Night Football. I've had my eye on this game for a couple weeks. If you've been listening to the show, I told you, this week's 17 game between San Fran and Seattle is going to be for the division. 
and it will be. The 49ers are 12-3. Right now, they're the number one seed in the NFC. Seattle, right now, they're the five seed at 11-4. So San Fran is 12-3. Seattle, 11-4. If the 49ers win this game in Seattle on Sunday Night Football, San Fran, if they win the game, they clinch the number one seed in the NFC. If Seattle wins this game at home on Sunday Night Football, they clinch the division. They might not get a first-round bye because they lost to Arizona this past week. What a brutal loss, by the way. How do you lose to the Arizona Cardinals? The Seahawks have had a great season, and then they go and lose to Arizona? That's pathetic. The Eagles, excuse me, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Seahawks have some tough losses this year. As good as they've looked, They've got some embarrassing losses. This was one of them. So uh, I think with San Fran coming off the win over the Rams, Seattle, you got to look. This game is in Seattle. Seattle is no longer a hopeless place for visiting teams. At least it hasn't been this season. Seattle, at home this year, they're 4-3. 4-3. It's it's no longer a hopeless place for visiting teams. Visiting teams can go into Seattle, and they can beat the Seahawks in Seattle. I'm picking San Francisco to do this. San Francisco on the road, 6-1 this year. Seattle, they've already beaten the 49ers, but I just think San Fran will go into Seattle. I think they'll win this game. They know they can clinch the one seed in the NFC. The first round by, the road to the NFC, the road to the Super Bowl through the NFC is going to go through San Fran. Give me the 49ers, a three-point favorite. They win this one by six. It'll be a tight one, but they somehow win it by six. I'm taking the 49ers as a three-point favorite over Seattle on Sunday Night Football. And then my lock of the week for Week 17, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans, a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Houston Texans. This game is Sunday at 425 in Houston. The Texans are 10-5. and five. They clinched the AFC South in Week 16 with a win in Tampa Bay. The Titans, they're 8-7. and seven. They just lost to New Orleans. If the playoffs began today, Houston would be the fourth seed in the AFC. Tennessee would be the sixth seed, but Tennessee has not clinched a playoff spot yet. It's a win-and-you're-in situation for Tennessee. They control their own destiny. If they beat Houston in Houston, Sunday at 425, then Tennessee is in. They're in as the sixth seed, and they go to the three seed in the wild cut round. Win-and-you're-in for Tennessee. For Houston... As I mentioned earlier in the show, this gets this is where it gets a little complicated. Houston's a four seed. They could get the three seed. If they beat Tennessee and Kansas City loses to the Chargers at one o'clock. Here's the problem though. If Kansas City beats the Chargers at one o'clock, Houston will see that before their 425 game against Tennessee. If, if Kansas City wins their game at one, Houston basically won't have anything to, to play for other than stay healthy which means maybe they don't play their starters in the second half. Maybe they don't play them at all. Tennessee playing for everything against the Houston team that has nothing to play for. Give me Tennessee in that situation all day to, to win and cover the six and a half points. Um, I'm going to say that Kansas City does beat the Chargers and Houston has nothing to play for and Tennessee does and Tennessee's going to be, that's why they'll beat Houston in this game. That's why they'll do it. Tennessee wins, they cover, they clinch the sixth seed in the AFC, and they will go to Kansas City in the wild card round. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that Kansas City, I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna hope against my bet 
but I'm trying to use my brain when I pick, and I don't think Kansas City's going to lose, which means I don't think Houston's going to have anything to play for, which means I think Tennessee will beat a Houston team that has nothing to play for, with Tennessee having everything to play for, winning you're in the playoffs. Give me Tennessee minus six and a half. A complicated week 17, a dangerous week 17, especially a dangerous week 17 when you're making those picks before week 16 is even over, but those are my picks. Patriots minus 15 and a half. Green Bay minus nine and a half. Philadelphia minus five. San Francisco minus three. And my lock of the week, the Tennessee Titans minus six and a half. Picks, picks for week 17 presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. So that's it. The only show of the week. I'll be back on Monday to react to Week 17. By that point, you know, we will know the playoff picture. We will have it all. Everything will be clinched. We'll know the, you know, what the what the brackets are going to look like. We'll go over all that on Monday. But uh, if until then, if anything happens in, also outside of the NFL, if anything happens in the world of Major League Baseball with regards to Red Sox news, whether it's trades, signings, whatever it is, Throughout all of baseball, whatever happens, uh, I will react to it. There are some rumors that Toronto could be interested in David Price, though Toronto is also making some other signings, which maybe they're not going to be interested in David Price, but maybe they will. If you're the Red Sox, would you trade David Price within the division in order to, you know, get rid of his contract, the $96 million that David Price is owed over the next three years? I know I would. I'd, I'd trade David Price within the division if it means re-sign a Mookie Betts. If it means re-signing Mookie Betts, you trade David Price, I, you should be trying to re-sign Mookie Betts. But let's see. We've already done the Mookie Betts stuff. I'm not going to continue to hop on that. You need to make some move to free up salary to even make that possible based on what the team wants to do, which is try to get under the luxury tax threshold. So whatever the Red Sox do or do not do, I will also react to that on Monday. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitch it, tune in, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media, at Danny Picard. And, yeah, that's it. The last show before Christmas from all of us here at the Danny Picard Show. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'm not going to say Happy New Year because I will be back next week on Monday trying to think if there's anything else that I'm missing for you right now. I know there's just been a lot going on. You know, the holidays, it's just, before you know it, it's going to be the Super Bowl. And right now, I know everyone's life is pretty hectic, and and uh, my life is no exception to that. So, if I forgot to go over anything on this show today, I apologize. But most importantly, my picks, I needed to give them to you, even though it's early. So, enjoy the rest of your week. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and I will be back on Monday. Talk to you then.